Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of What's Trending on Boner Yelp. That is courtesy of Case Aiken, uh, I think quoting Katie Golden or uh, inspired by Katie Golden. We were talking about the, the need for a Boner Yelp app on yesterday's episode today's episode now let me guess what that means is that is that a rating service rating for of, boners. of boners yeah 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 okay yeah i'm jack that's super producer brian jeffries Hello. i have a deep voice because i'm sick yep and i am also sick so it is sick boy summer sick boy summer we uh did, did an episode about the placebo effect this morning, and I am immediately sick. <laughs> Fucking annoying. Anyways, yeah. uh, should we tell the people what's trending, Brian? Shall Absolutely. we? Shall we tell the people what's trending? Break it down. Um, to European summer. Uh, that's where, if you're wondering where Miles is, he's uh, taking part in the European summer along mm. with Kanye West, uh, who was spotted on Maine <laughs> in Venice. Uh, with his ass hanging out of the split in the back of his yeah. blazer, um, just getting a blowy on a gondola. Yeah, getting a blowy on a gondola, which is, just, I mean, I'm. It's the sort of thing you would brag about in a yeah. song, but it doesn't. It do, didn't look that cool. Actually, it looked weird. Looks. Like, it looked uh, awkward. Um, yeah. He they he seemed way too concerned about it, it. It's that weird thing where it's like okay. You're down enough to get a blowy on a gondola. But you're also very concerned. But you're concerned about (laughs) who can see. It's super weird. I don't get it. It's like, if you're going to do that, just be out there. Yeah. Just like like the id and the super ego happening at at the same time. And also like in a nearby boat, I'm pretty sure one of their personal assistants was like having to just pretend it wasn't happening. That's the real crime against humanity on display here. Anyways, 
speaking of that whole realm of humanity, uh, there there was a video uh, with Chris Jenner. Um, I, I guess it was posted by Chris Jenner's um, makeup artist, and Chris Jenner looks like she's in her early thirties in the video, but also looks like partially computer generated. And the makeup artist is like, oh, Chris, oh, it's amazing. It's beautiful. You look wonderful. Um, and I don't know, people people are mad about it. They're like, she looks ridiculous. She looks like AI. <laughs> I actually think she looks way better than the de-aged characters in The Irishman. That That is a fact um, that she absolutely does. Her de-aging algorithm on her phone or whoever's phone looks better than The Irishman. But yeah. um I think I think who people are genuinely mad about this. I think they might be a little out of touch with like phone face smoothing in other cultures because this is very normal in Asian countries to see this level <laughs> right. of smoothing. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It does look a little unnatural to the Western eye, but it's not like it's I think pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. I think they're nailing it. Anyways, I mean, also I. I have heard tell that every shot in Keeping Up with the Kardashians has some, some manner of face tunage hey, going she's on. She's 67? Yeah. She looks great, doesn't she? Yo. She looks great, doesn't she, folks? Wow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not, yeah, I, I wouldn't have guessed that. There's an article on Dazed Digital about uh, why is everyone on TikTok talk like that, uh, aka influencer voice. And I think I know this tone just from like videos making fun of it. I think like we, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a thing. If you watch like, you know, uh, you know, influencers, YouTube personalities, I, I notice it a lot. There's a particular, uh, cadence and Hey guys, that's how yeah. it starts. I do that. I, I have influencer voice and it's how I talk to my family. It's, <laughs> I love the hey idea guys. of influencer voice in like everyday life. I just got some groceries that I'm going to be unpacking right now um, into the refrigerator. So come on over here and watch. We got some lactose-free milk because uh, otherwise you guys are going to shit yourselves. I don't know if that if I'm still influencer voicing it or not. Now, now something something I'm noticing in this article is like the uh, the clips are all of women. Oh yeah. Which I think is interesting because people Yes, of course. People like to pick on linguistic traits of women in particular. Well, women create when, the trends <laughs> that men then catch up to like a decade later. Like, like vocal fry. It's like people like to think that vocal fry is something that only women do. And it's it's just I don't know. It smacks of uh, you know, sexism <laughs> oh yeah well men aren't allowed to be expressive with their voices or like try new things they have to just talk in a monotone so women get to like explore the space and have fun with their voice and then men catch up to it 10 15 years later but the whole time the 10 15 years that it's taking them to catch up and like incorporate all of the innovations that women are making they spend that entire time criticizing the women for talking that way yeah, if, th if these are the only kind of examples they're putting out there, it's only women. I'm not really, I'm not really fucking with this. But it's according to Tony Thorne and Dr. Christian Ilbury. 
a sociolinguist at the University of Edinburgh. Um, he oh, adds no. that up talk where people end their sentence with a higher pitch as if they're asking a question is another common characteristic of TikTok voice. I don't, I think it's great that people like people should, should have a new way of talking and be creating new ways of talking all the time. Um, but yeah, it does feel like Tony Thorne and Dr. Christian Ilberry are going, are just basically creating ways for middle aged men to retirement aged men to complain about how people, how women talk on the internet. Yeah. Cause up talk is definitely like a lot of New Zealanders, uh, white New Zealanders have a, have an up talk at the end of their sentences and uh -huh. it never sounds like they're finishing their sentences. And, yeah. um, and it, I always, I always make fun of her for that. That's always really interesting to me, but yeah, I mean, it's good that people are keeping, you know, track of this sort of thing, I guess. But yeah. uh, I think as long as it's an observation, yeah, it's a normal way of talking. Find a new angle, yeah. asshole. Uh, we got to say R.I.P. to Joe the Plumber, uh, who I had who forgotten existed. Who's Joe the Plumber? You don't remember Joe the Plumber? Uh, 2008 presidential election. He got on one of the like. I don't remember things. most of 2008. I'm gonna be honest or, with you. He got on like a town hall with Barack Obama and asked him things about like how he was going to pay for his tax plan, which you, you always know when people are digging into the weeds of the tax plan mm -hmm. that they got to have a tax plan. <laughs> they're always going to be good faith arguers. But anyways, uh, the clip would have been totally forgotten, but John McCain kept referencing Joe, the plumber in the final debate. And then like, I think he like brought him out and like campaigned with him. And it made this guy, Joe, the plumber into a national celebrity and the attention led to the revelation that, uh, Joe, the plumber, uh, hadn't actually paid all of his taxes and he wasn't, uh, a fully licensed plumber. Um, and his name wasn't huh. Joe. <laughs> that was my next question was like, is he actually a plumber? Um, short the answer. Union no. Demanded, uh, that he remove the designation from his own website. And Joe the Plumber later said of John McCain, you really screwed my life up. McCain was trying to use me. I happened to be the face of middle Americans. It was a ploy. And he then tried to capitalize on his newfound celebrity, releasing a book, fighting for the American dream that, um, yeah, the cover <laughs> is not great. <laughs> not the best uh, cover design that i've ever seen yeah it's lacking it's definitely lacking he looks like he's on benzos he does look like he's on benzos a lot of the time um <laughs> and uh he got in trouble for his campaign ads which suggested that gun control led to the holocaust so in case you were waiting for that other shoe to drop on joe the plumber that mm. was it um, okay I'm not going to do the math on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that. Leave that to him. Well, um, you know, truly one of the greatest to ever. Uh, <laughs> not be noticed by you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never, literally never heard of this guy. So he ran for Congress, lost badly. And then around the time of his death, he, he passed away from, I believe, pancreatic cancer. 
but he was recently working for a company that uh, makes steel barricades to protect students in the event of a mass shooting. Okay. All right. It's a booming industry. America's gun problem, you might call it a problem. I call it a job creator. Yeah. It stimulates the economy. Thank you. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late everyone, there was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry though, he's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. We're back. Really enjoying my deep voice, my deep gravelly voice. Enjoy it, folks. Get it while it's here. Get it while the getting limited good. time. Offer. I feel like I could do a what's his name? Uh, what's the conspiracy theory guy? This is the other problem. I have brain fog. I'm sick. Yeah. But whatever the conspiracy theory guy who talks like this, uh, his Alex name is Alex Jones. Alex Jones. 
Yeah, you could um, do a mean Alex Jones. If I could remember his name and had ever listened to him. Disney uh, special effects workers, VFX workers, uh, have filed to unionize with the NLRB, uh, which is a big deal. Um, yeah. For a number of reasons. You know, photorealistic talking lines don't just appear uh, at the touch of a button. Uh, it takes a lot of labor. And as we've talked about throughout the strike, um, VFX workers are like the last major, you know, part of a the making of a film that haven't been unionized. And they've... Yeah. They've suffered for it. And we, as film viewers, have suffered for it. Um, <laughs> and that's why special effects seem to, like, there'll be one really good one and then a decade and a half of like, yeah, you know, Avatar will happen. And then for a decade and a half, like everything that is 3D will suck. Um, Life of Pi will have like really cool special effects. But then by the time they win an Academy Award for it, the company that did the special effects will have gone out of business. Um, because yeah, that's disturbingly common uh, for VFX houses to put in. Uh, an insane amount of hours and put in good work a lot of the time. And it's just, it's not sustainable for them. Yeah. So the Disney news follows the news from last week that Marvel VFX workers filed to unionize and votes will be counted for that on September 12th. But there's just been a lot of reporting that it's, it's a bad place to work. As VFX artists have explained in the past, they're the only major department currently working on every film set in America that is not unionized. And as a result, they have been taken advantage of. A 2022 survey found that 70% of VFX workers report having worked uncompensated overtime hours for their employer. And 75% of them were forced to work through legally mandated meal breaks and rest periods without compensation. Uh, and onset VFX workers reported working in conditions they felt unsafe in. So... Killing yeah. it. Hollywood. Yeah. This is why it's, it's really important that the unions come away from this strike strong because like when, when, it, when there's no union, this is how workers are treated. Yeah. They're not going to do the right thing out of the kindness of their heart. You, it, yeah. It has to be taken and maintained. It has to be forced on them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or just, you know, there, there needs to be, they, they will treat you as badly as they possibly can. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to talk about drones. You are a drone pilot uh, in your spare time, in your free time. You take yep. some pretty cool videos. Um, it's a weird, it's like a fascination of the book, The Ministry for the Future that we covered. That's about like the near future of climate change. And one of the <laughs> threads that they predict in that book uh, is like eco-terrorists will have will start affecting things by you know taking commercial airlines out of the sky um attacking billionaires and all all of these eco-terror attacks happen via drone and okay. i don't know i could see a future where drones are like just crawling all over the air and the news but i'm just curious like what is so democratic about drones that's different from like bomb building or you know like it seems 
harder to train yourself and become like precision with a drone as opposed to just learning to make a bomb or use guns, which are everywhere. Um, but maybe like, is it easier to be anonymous? What is democratizing about drones, especially in 2023 is that they basically fly themselves at this uh, point. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's one big thing is like, you can pilot a drone autonomously by setting waypoints and stuff like that. And um, the imaging has gotten a lot better. So it's like, you don't need special skills to pilot this, this thing. You just need a little bit of practice. And the range is also insane these days, where it's like, you know, I can send my drone 10 kilometers out. And if you're only on a one-way trip, that's, you know, that's pretty handy, you know, not being detected. Yeah, that makes sense. It's it's a lot of things, and they're also a lot more affordable than they used to be. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's there's just a convergence of a lot of different things that just makes this uh, a lot more available, a lot easier. You can just go to you know Best Buy, Costco, wherever, just pick one up. Yeah. So some of the news stories that we've seen over the past couple of weeks, like one of Mexico's uh, most violent cartels has just created its own elite unit of drone operators, um, which are like highly trained hitmen that tweak commercial drones and turn them into flying bombs to use against rival cartels. So I don't know. It, it, it seems like that sort of thing, we'll, we'll see more and more of it maybe, but... Um, I'm surprised we haven't seen more of it domestically. Yeah, me you too. You know, in the States... Uh, just because uh, just by way of when people see shit on the Internet, like they they want to copy it. And it's like yeah. we've seen a lot of, in the past year. We've seen a lot of um, footage of drones in warfare uh, yeah. from Ukraine doing really um, I innovative things with commercial drones. I'll just leave it at that. And it's just like no one's expecting like. <laughs> You know, that kind of death from above. Yeah. Um, Are they getting quieter? Because the ones I've seen oh, sound yeah. like fucking lawnmowers. No, they're get, they've gotten quieter? Well, it, it depends. Like, you know, it scales up with with size. But yeah, there, there's a lot of work being done with material sciences. And now with 3D printing, you can design propellers that are a lot quieter than, um, than the stock ones. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, I, I, when I put my drone up, it, it only has to be about like maybe 50 feet in the air to where I can't hear it anymore. And wow. that's not that high up. And those, that's no, just not. stock. So yeah, it's yeah. terrifying. Um, that's crazy. It's a terrifying prospect. Like there, there are these, uh, evolutionary biologist theories that one of the most kind of at a gut level, creepy things that like gives people goosebumps is like when a shadow passes overhead and they think it's mm. from back when like birds used yeah, to be thunderbirds yeah, used to have like <laughs> 20 foot wingspans and people yeah. were so like one, one of the big survival you know instincts that a human could have is like to not be into death from above and to like have a innate sense of that but we've we've gotten soft we've been able to not yeah. worry that much about death from above for, for a Something while but i noticed with my cats is like that's still a very strong instinct with at least my cats where they will not be in the open 
at all. They have to be underneath something. When or, the drone or, takes off? No, 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 no. Just in general, like when they're oh, yeah, outside yeah. on the roof, yeah. like they they have to be underneath something. They won't just like be completely out there. Yeah, smart, smart cat, clever girl. <laughs> all right, interesting future you've got there. Be a shame if something cool were to happen to it. Um, yeah. All right, Brian, uh, that's gonna do it for this Tuesday afternoon's trending episode. Uh, thanks for doing it. My pleasure. Back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourself. Get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we will talk to y'all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.